Ooh, let me just have a good look around and take you all in. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah. I like you guys. Yeah. A couple of people not here. Didn't really like them anyway. Um, nah. Nah. Yeah, Matt, Matt said, you know, like I, was, I wasn't prepared to preach this week. Um, but I got an opportunity to. And I think whenever God gives you an opportunity, you've got to work out whether that's you or not. Hey, you know, whether it's meant to be you doing what you've got to do. And so, uh, yeah, I volunteered for this because I, 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 I want to speak the word. You know, I think it's a real privilege, a real honor, especially these days. You know, speaking the word these days, you've got to remember the word is powerful, man, and it's different from anything that's been spoken out in that world. The word of God is life-changing. The, the word of God is, is, is alive and active. The word of God is changing things around here, man. The word of God is working. That's what I'm getting at. The word God is working. So I'm getting at is it can be so easy to get consumed and caught up with what's not happening. Let me tell you now, even what, what God's not doing is for our benefit. Even what he's not doing. His ways are higher than our ways. Hey. People from the other week are thinking, oh, he's going to preach the same message. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, nah. Such a busy, busy time, eh, that we live in. Busyness, busy. You know, and it's almost become a thing. And, and you, I say to people all the time, oh, what, what, what are you up to? Oh, I'm so busy. So busy. Oh, you, what are you busy with? What, you know, what, what are you rushing around madly for? You know, what, what are you using your time for? So my message is, while I wait, God works. That's the title of it. And I want to talk a little bit about time at, at the start. Time's really relative, eh? It's very relative. If you think about it, 10 seconds waiting for a screen to load on your PC seems to, to take ages, eh? And yet 10 minutes on snooze seems to go like a blink. Hey, it's like this message. This message is short, but it will seem like it goes on forever. Hey. Like forever. You'll be sitting there going, when's this guy going to stop, man? It's far lunchtime. It is. It's relative, though, man. You know, you know what I mean, eh? You know, time can fly or time can seem like it goes on forever. It's our perception of it, our perspective. 2 Peter 3, 8 to 10 talks about this. God talks about that a, a, a thousand days. So, but do not forget, dear friends, with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Man, you know, I like that, but there, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. God is at work. While we wait, God is working. While we're sitting right here, God is working. Every single situation that you're facing, every single thing that you're going through, God is working on your behalf. See, see God knows what time it is in our lives. He knows what time it is, and sometimes our clock runs a little bit fast or a little bit slow, and it might seem like God's out of time, like he's out of beat. But trust me, God is on time every time, every single time. You know, he has existed every moment of time. Get your head around that. Every single moment that exists in time that's been and gone and is to come, God exists in, in every single moment. You know what else, too? He knows the times that we live in. And guess what? He's not phased. God's not bothered. 
God's not moved. He's not shaken by what's going on. He knows what's going on. He's got everything in control. He's got everything in the palm of his hands. Psalm 62, verse 1 to 2, man. Bringing out some bangers. We've got this one up here. It says, I wait quietly before God, for my victory comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will never be shaken. If you're standing on the word of God, if you're standing on the promises of God, you're standing in the spirit of God, man, that's the place to be. You will not be shaken. You will not be shaken. There's a lot of shaking going on at the moment. Eh? Eh? A lot of shaking going on at the moment, man. But here's the thing. We don't need to be shaken. God's got all the answers. Man, we know. We actually know. We're believers. We know the word of God. We know what it says around these times. We know what it says moving forward. You know, God is the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's the first and the last, and he's everything in between. Everything in between. He is all that you will ever need. He's all I ever need. You know, and, and, and if, it's not, if he's not enough, then there's something wrong with me. If God's not, because God is more than enough. God is so much more than this world and all the little trivial problems that come with it, man. God is, because God, you know what God does? God doesn't just, uh, what's the word for God, God almost gives you the ability through his grace to live above everything else that's going on. Everything else going on in the world, we, we can live above that. And if we stand in his word and in his promises and we believe the book of wisdom, then there's no reason for us to be shaken or feared. We know what our part is. We know what our time is, though. Psalm 27, 14. It says, wait, oh, one version says, wait patiently for the Lord. So, oh, that's that version. So, wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. I love it how God says things twice, eh? It's almost like that tells me, this, this is pretty important, you know? It also tells me that, you know, people maybe miss things, so he writes it down twice. Wait patiently for the Lord. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. So we know that part. Here's the thing. You know, there's not a lot of patience in the world. And sometimes not a lot of patience in us. You know, we can get a little bit ahead of ourselves sometimes, a little bit ahead of time. You know, sometimes we're just rushing through it or we're rushing to it, you know. And, and, and when you're in a rush, man, you miss stuff. And everyone's rushing. Everyone's rushing, man. I'll tell you what. So I drive into Wellington from Levin, okay, three days a week. Uh, so three days a week I drive all the way into Wellington, all the way back out. And I see so much impatience on our roads. Man, I see so many people that are just impatient. And I was driving to work the other day, and uh, I've never done this before, but I was driving to work the other day, and this lady... She was in this little Coke can of a car, like it would have crumpled, man, like anything. And she came right up behind me. You know when people come aggressively behind you? And so she's driving behind me. And I look up at first, and I'm like, hmm, yeah, she's pretty close. Now, there's cars in front of me. No one's going anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, even if she could overtake me, there's a car in front of me and a car in front of them, a car in front of them. So you think that this, the, the sensible thing to do would just be to wait. But she just kept Next minute, she overtook me. Okay, she overtook me, no passing lane, double yellow lines, and she overtook me around this blind corner and cut in front of me. Now, I was in the spirit of God. Okay, people. I, was in the I went, Lord, pray for that. Lord, I pray. And then she slammed on her brakes and 
and, and thing me again. And then she started trying to overtake this car in front of me. Spirit left. Spirit left me. It was like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Like I was getting really, right, because it was so dangerous. Now remember too, two weeks ago we just had four people die on that stretch of road. Four people died. And so I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, man, I just can't handle this. And she was serious. I'm serious. Like we're coming through Ōtaki and there's a roundabout and it goes into two lanes for a second, one to go that way. She was even trying to overtake on the inside lane of the roundabout, man. You know, it's crazy stuff. So um, as the sheriff of Cuckoo Beach, I, I star triple five there. I start, does anyone know what star triple five is? Oh, write it down, man. Write that number down. So you start with five people, in the, and they, they ring the non-emergency police people. The non-emergency police people rang me, and uh, oh, sorry, answered, and they said, oh, you know, what's happening? And I said, oh, man, I've just had this crazy driver driving really erratically, really dangerously. And they said, oh, okay, so what's your name? I said, oh, Matthew Brown. Um, 10th of August, 67. And, um, and, and he goes to me, oh, okay then, Matt. I went, oh, excuse me, Pastor Matt. It's Pastor, no, no. <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, and he goes to me, okay, mate. He goes, yeah, look, what's happening? So I said, and I said look, mate, I, I wouldn't normally ring up, but this is really dangerous. Because I, I was actually starting to worry that she was in an, in an emergency. It was that erratic and that crazy. I thought, oh, maybe, you know, maybe she's in an emergency. But nah, so anyway, I told him, and um, he said to me, yeah, okay then. Anyway, he pulled her up down the road, pulled her pulled her up, and I went driving past. I got to see her, and then she got pulled out. She got clocked at doing 123. 123k, man, like that's, that's even faster on the motorway. You know, she was driving erratically and everything. Anyway, she got done, and she got, they rung me up and, and said, good work, Sheriff. And I said, thank you, Deputy, as you were. And, and so here's the point of the story, though. Where was she rushing to? What was that important that lives were going to be risked? What was that important that a car crash could happen? What is that important that you, that you overtake? And the, the point I'm trying to make is so many people are rushing to get nowhere. So many people are in a hurry and they don't even know where they're going. Don't even know what they're doing. Some of them are in a rush just for no reason. And it's just crazy. And we can get caught up in that. Do not get caught up in that world. Because once we start rushing and you start becoming a little bit manic, things go wrong. You miss stuff. If we're in too much of a rush to get somewhere, we miss the view on the way there. And it's the same thing with God. God's got something for us, but he's got things for us to do to get there. And he's got things for us to do while we wait. So while we wait, there's things to do, you know. Because um, while we wait, God works. You know, I know for a fact, I've got heaps of things that I'm praying to God for. And they haven't come to pass yet. But in my heart, they have. In my heart, I truly believe that God's going to honor it. Yeah. You know, so we wait it says, wait on the Lord. But you know what? You've got to wait the right way. Can't wait on God with a bad attitude. Can't wait on God and be thinking, God, you know, like, this, you're out of time, God. We've got to get in sync with God. You know, man makes his plans, but God establishes them. You know what I mean? So here's the thing. We've got to wait the right way. And the first way is we've got to wait patiently, man. We've got to be patient with God. You know, so, and believe that he is working, man. Believe that God is working. You know, I know for a fact that God works. I waited eight years for my brother. Eight years in this church waiting for him to come to the Lord. And the Lord had already told me that he was going to be a man of God. I already knew that. And now he's our assistant pastor. You know what I mean? God works. And you know what? In those eight years while I waited, 
I never, ever, and I can honestly say, I didn't question God. I might have had a moan and said, oh, man, can he hurry up? Hey, but I knew that that was going to happen. I knew that my brother would be in here with me. So, yeah, we've got to be patient. See, God's not bound by time either, okay? Deuteronomy 1.30, it says that God goes ahead of us to fight for us and lead us into victory. That's what he says. So he'll go ahead of time, okay? So God can go ahead of time and make something happen for us, and then we walk into it when it's the right time. Amen? So here's the thing. If he goes before us and he's sorting things out, and they're happening in the future, then faith is bringing what God has done then into our present. God, believing that God has gone ahead of us and straightened our crooked past and is sorting everything out, but bringing that into the present, that's faith. Because faith is the substance. Eh? There's substance to faith. And that's what activates God, is our faith, man. When we start really... So once we've, we've found that we've been patient and we've found the right path, man, then we need to start putting our faith over it. So yeah, expectantly, wait expectantly, you know? Um, yeah. While I wait, man, God works. That's all that God's been saying to me for the last month is, man, I'm working. I'm at, don't miss what I'm doing, Rich. Don't miss what I'm doing because you're in a rush. Don't miss what I'm, you do, I'm doing because you've been shaking around the place, man. Stand firm. You know? So, that's the next one. We're patient, we're expectant, and then we stand firm, man. It's no use. Because you know the thing about, what are we doing while we're waiting? What are we speaking over that? What are we saying over that? I know so many people that pray a prayer and then start doubting it the very next day. Oh, yeah, but I don't know if I don't know. Man, you don't know. We don't know. Hey, we don't know. So go on what God knows. Go on what God knows, which is he works, man. He works. So we're patient, we're expecting, we stand firm, and then we speak the word all over that, man, and start declaring the word of God. The, the word of God is powerful. The word of God changes lives, man. I, I know for a fact, my life would not, could not have been changed without the word of God. It would not and could not. I would not listen to reason. I would not listen to anything. I was stuck in my ways. I was, no one could have talked me in to giving up drugs. They tried. It didn't work. No one could have talked me in to changing my whole life. No one could have talked me in to changing who I wanted to be as a man. Word of God did it. Word of God did it. Romans 4.17 says we speak and call those things into existence as though they were. We're speaking things that are happening. But we've got to start believing things are happening. You know, and it's hard when the world's rocking around. It's hard. So tune out from that. Tune out from that for a while. Get into the Word. You know, the Word of God is what's going to change not just our lives, but other people's lives, and it's going to change the whole circumstance of this, of this nation. Man. It's actually pretty exciting when you think about it, man. You know, like I know for a fact a lot of people are going to be blown away when they see what God does. And, and trust me now, now's the time where people are going to start looking for God. And, and it's going to be people who normally wouldn't support the church or God are going to support the church and are going to love God. This is an opportunity. This is, this is not a bad thing. This is God presenting things for us and giving us the answers, giving us the wisdom, giving us the word. What have I got to worry about? What have I got to fear? You know, Psalm 27.1, very first scripture I ever learned was, there was two of them. There was Psalm 27.1, which says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. 
of whom shall I fear? He is a stronghold of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? Man, that scripture alone, that scripture alone will get me through things. And the other one was, you know where it says, take the plank out of your own eye before you remove the speck out of your brothers? That's one of the first scriptures I learned. I loved it. I thought, I thought that was such a classic. And I used to say to my mates, we had a little joke. This is before I was a Christian. They'd be going on and that, and I'd go, oh, whatever, log eyes. You know, like it was uh, become a bit of a thing. Log eyes, eh? Yeah. And I was like, you know, not even a Christian. But, but someone had spoken that word to me, and I loved it. And it made me laugh. I was like, oh, yeah, take the log out of your own eye. That's a good one. Yeah. Anyway, that's off track. So here's the thing. What are we doing while we wait? Because there's stuff to be done when you wait. Waiting is not just sitting there going like this. You've got to wait the right way. I'll give you an example. I took my grandson, Ealing. This is a little testimony for Children's Church in here. I, I bought, I've been bringing him to Children's Church here and there when I can. And he's only come probably, you know, maybe a handful of times. And Anyway, I bought him a few weeks ago. And afterwards, I took him home and we went Ealing. And I went down to this little creek. And uh, we're standing there, and he said, what do we do? I said, we throw in the meat, hey, and then we wait. Okay? Throw in the meat, then we wait. So I throw the meat in. He's saying, this boy's five years old. He's just turned five years old. Throw the meat in, and then we're standing there. And he goes, so what do we do? <laughs> hey, patience, follow. We wait. Now, after about three minutes, he goes to me, shall we pray? Right, there's a five-year-old kid telling me, and I was just like... Bro, spot on, cuz. I'm oh, sorry, bro. I don't know why to think of that. I said, yeah, 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 I'll pray. I'll pray. So I, I prayed and I said, Lord, you know every part of this water. You, you, you've created these waterways. You know everywhere there's an eel. And I thank you, you're going to bring one for us, okay? So he's sitting there. And two minutes later, he looks at me and he goes, Shall I pray? <laughs> hey, as if, well, your one didn't work, mate. Hey, you're one, where's the eels? So I said, yeah, you pray. Funny thing about it was he just copied my prayer. He thanked God for the water and he thanked him for the eel that he'd come. That's what he did. And then two minutes later, the eel turned up. You know what I mean? And like, here's the thing, though. That, what that did for that boy's faith. See, here's the thing. We've got to start relying on God for the little things. But, you know, we, how are we meant to believe him for the massive if we can't even believe him for the smallest things? You know, and that boy's faith went through the roof because why? Because he prayed to God and God showed up. While we wait, God works. You know, and, and that to me was just awesome. I thought that was amazing. And that is a testimony to Children's Church, man. That's, that's you guys, man. Like, that's awesome. That, because he's never asked me to pray before. He certainly hasn't outprayed me before. Goes to Children's Church a few times and, hello, he's schooling me. But that was awesome. That was awesome. So what are we doing? You know, I'm going to use an example, David, King David, man, and um, Brother Cordy was talking to me about King David today. You know, when you look at, if you read about King David, he was the least likely of all his brothers to be, to be king. Hey. Even Samuel, the prophet, overlooked him and was like, oh, it must be that guy, it must be that guy. And then God said, don't look at appearances. I'm looking at the heart. Anyway, you look at, so, so he's been overlooked, He's a shepherd. He's a shepherd tending sheep, you know? Like you would think that while he's been a shepherd, there was a lot of time for him to wait. And I guarantee you, David knew that he wasn't called to be a shepherd. David would have known there was a call of God upon his life. But he was patient. He waited. He's a shepherd. 
And then what happened while he was a sheep and while he was waiting, an opportunity come up to defend against the what? A bear and a lion, eh? A bear and a, I bet that wasn't in the job description, eh? Come and tend sheep, you might have to kill the odd lion and fight the odd bear. But he fought the bear and he fought the lion. Then he gets, then, then, then he does get noticed. Samuel does it. Yeah, he is, the, he is the one. He goes to be a musician, a musician in, in, for King Saul in the kingdom. Then while he's there, he gets sent to take food for his brothers who were at the battle where Goliath was. Because all we hear about is David and Goliath, that he fought the battle. But is what did he do between tending sheep and fighting Goliath? He didn't just wait. He waited the right way. Man, he did everything. He, he schooled himself. He was diligent. He did everything the right way. And then the battle comes, and he's positioned himself, and he thought that God, he thought that God had sent him to that battle to take food. That's all he had to do, take food to his brothers and leave it. Yet he didn't realize that God had a much bigger plan for him. And so then when he gets there, he ends up, what, killing Goliath, slaying Goliath, and becoming king. Man, if you look at what he did while he was waiting, and you know what? He might not have wanted to be a shepherd. He might not have wanted to be a musician. He was called to be a king. He was called to kill Goliath. But he waited the right way, and he did the right things in between. It's, it's an awesome story. I love that. See, God is at work 24-7, even when we don't know it. And like I said before, even what he's not doing is for our benefit. You know, sometimes we're going, oh, God, just do this, do this. It might be that if that happened, it, it could be worse. You know, we've got to trust in God. God's got my, my, best, my best interest at heart. I know that. God's got my absolute best interest at heart, but it's my job to find out what, the, what that is, you know? I'm going to finish on a story. Oh, we will get out of here early. Oh, okay. So, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Praise the Lord. Oh. <laughs> nah, look, <clears throat> seriously, seriously, serious people. Uh, this last bit could drag on for ages. Um, nah. So I went to visit a friend in hospital. They were from this church, and they'd been sent to hospital. I went to go and visit them. And I get to the reception, and I gave their names, and they, the receptionist goes, oh, yeah, 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 oh, they're over here. And it was like in another building. It was like miles away. And I was like looking at it going, oh, really? That's a long way away. And, I was like, and the only reason why was because it was during my, my, my lunch break. So what was I doing? I was rushing. I was rushing, I was in a rush, and I get there, and I was like, oh man, it's all the way over there in the hospital, so I go all the way over, it takes me ages, I finally find it, they're saying follow the, the blue line and, you know, whatever it is, and in the end, that's the only line, it's just going for miles, and I finally get there at reception, and when I ask for the person, the lady looks up and goes, oh no, they're not in this ward. Oh yeah, that was me, eh? that was me, oh, and I, just, I did, I audibly went, oh, you're and she went, no, no, they're here, and it was all the way back just by where I'd come from. And I'm like, so what was my first reaction, people? Hey, it was, oh, that was one of them. And then, look, this is just between us. I'm not proud of this. Again. But I was like, far out. Oh, you're kidding me. Oh, you dopey receptionist. <laughs> I started going, oh, man, send me all the way over here. And I had such a bad attitude. And I was sitting there going, far out. Cause I was, and here's me. In my righteousness, I was trying to do something good, God. I was trying to visit someone in a hospital from our church, man. And I get sent all the way over here. Oh, oh, man. Anyway, 
So I've got this real stink attitude. As I go to walk around the other way, because I've come in the reception, I know, you know, they do this big U, I thought, oh, I'll walk out this way. So I start walking out. As I walk past this room, I hear my name get yelled out. And it was, hello, Richard, hello, oh, hello. And I turn around, and it's Chrissy's mum, Chrissy's mother, eh? And, and my brother Matt's mother-in-law, Omar. Oh, sorry, what do you call her? Oh, Omar, it is Omar, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so Omar's there. She yells out, Richard, Richard, and she's so excited. And I went, oh, hey, there you are. I've been looking for you everywhere. Nah. Um, <clears throat> she goes, waves out to me, and she goes, Richard, Richard, Richard. So I come in, and she goes, oh, my gosh. And she was so excited that I'd come to visit her. So it would be cruel to tell her that <laughs> it was a mistake. So I just went, yeah, man, awesome. Of course, of course I'm going to visit you while you're in hospital. And then I was like, has Matt come to see you? No. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible, man. No, I'll, I'll talk to him. I'll talk to him. Anyway, her face lit up, and she was so happy and so excited. And I was really happy to see her as well. And we start chatting, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, this is why. This is why I got sent all the way over here. Hey, this is why. And so it's all starting to make sense. And so I'm thinking, cool, job done, you know. Sitting there talking to to, uh, to Omar, and then all of a sudden I went, oh, I've actually got this little book in the car called God's Prescribed Promises, uh, lots of really good healing scriptures. I said, I'll go get it for you. So as I'm walking out of the hospital, out of her room, I walk down further, and there's these two prison guards, hey, two misters st- sitting outside the hospital room. And as I'm walking past, they have a look in, and there's this prisoner in there, and he's obviously in an operation. And he's lying on his bed, and he's got, he's got one inside the door and one outside the door. These are prison guards. He must be a bad, bad fella. And um, as I walked past, God prompted me and went, pray for that man. You know, and I was like, oh. Well, I don't know. I just kept on walking, you know. And then when I got the book, and I'm walking back up, he said, give, give him the book. Give him the book. And I'm like, it's easy for you. How do, I, how do I make a conversation with this guy? How do I just sort of rock on in? Anyway, have you ever had that feeling where it just starts to get really uneasy, eh? You, you know God wants you to do something and you're, 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 you're trying to get out of it. <laughs> you're trying to get out of it. But it keeps, and I started getting this one. Ooh. You know, like as I'm walking up the wing, I'm getting this. Almost like I was going to be ill if I didn't do this. So I thought, well, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then before I even knew it, I just walked in the door and the two guards were there. And I went, oh, hey, hey, guys, how you going? And then um, they sort of looked at me like this. And I just turned straight to the prison and went, hey, mate, how are you, how are you today? And just started chatting. And then I realized that the guards thought that I worked there. They thought that I worked there. I mean, I, I picked up the clipboard and started, you know, how are you? And that, but yeah, how are you feeling? Yeah. Oh, those, well, those, those painkillers are a bit low. Let's give you something a little bit gruntier. Um, and, but they thought that I were there. They thought that I were there. And so I just start chatting with this guy, and the guards go to me, oh, do you want a, do you want a moment? <laughs> I'm going to leave me in there. Yeah, as you were, fella, as you were. Um, and, then, and then I just turned to the guy, and I just said to him, hey, bro, have you ever, have you ever heard of anything around Jesus? And you know what? I, I, saw, I saw shame in his eyes, man. You know what I mean? And, and it, was, it was actually horrible because, man, we've all done stuff. 
You know, that we're ashamed of. And I could see the shame in him. And he just dropped his head and went, oh, bro, you won't want to know about me. You know? I said, yeah, probably not. No, I said to him, bro, you, you'd be surprised. I said, you'd be surprised, fellas. So we just start talking. Anyway, I got to pray for him, and I gave him the book. He, he, wouldn't, he, he wouldn't say the prayer of salvation with me, and I wasn't going to force it. You know, as far as I'm concerned, it's God's timing. And I presented it to him. That's my job. I presented it to him. But, but, don't, but hear me now. God works. While I wait, God works. Now, I know that man's going to get saved, if not saved already. You know, and I could sense it when I was praying for him. And so anyway, long story short, um, Omar didn't get her book. Um, the other friend didn't even get visited. And, um, but, but I believe that, that, that I did what God wanted me to do. Whereas if I was rushing, I might have missed that. If I was, you know what I mean? If I wasn't looking for it, if I had just locked on to know I need to go and see these people. And what I'm saying is that even while we wait, God's working. Even when we've got something big, God's going to do lots of little things. He's not just going to say, hey, put your feet up, man, relax. Relax for a few months. I'll come and see you when it's ready to go. God's going to go, I'm going to start revealing things to you. I'm going to start showing things to you, man. I'm going to start watching your dream take shape. I'm going to let you start seeing those steps revealed. Like I said the other time I preached a couple of weeks ago, my daughter's faith has gone through the roof. Why? Not because she's heard about God or or, or she's been taught about God because she's experienced God. She's experienced God. And once you experience God, no one can take that away from you. Man, I got, I got delivered from drug addiction. Ten years of, of hardcore drug addiction overnight. Who does that? Who does that but our God? No one's telling me God's not real. No one can convince me of that because I'll tell you now, when I tell people what God did for me, they can't, they can't come up with any answers. They, they, they're just as baffled as me. I'll be honest, I was baffled that day. I left here going, how does that happen? How do you struggle with addiction for 10 years? You know, I've been through methadone programs. I've been through rehabs. I've been through counseling. I've been through therapy. And I actually wanted to get off them. Nothing. Nothing until the word of God got spoken in my life, until the spirit of God got activated in my life. And boom, it was was nothing. It was nothing to God. But it was everything to me. Everything. So, don't miss what God is doing, man. Don't miss what he's doing and, and trust that he is working 24-7. That guy never stops. And guess what? He is so concerned about you and me and us and people. It's the goodness of God that's going to draw people to repentance. It's the goodness of God that is going to draw people. It's people experiencing God. And you know how they experience God? When we step out and take an opportunity that God has given us, and we take that opportunity and he works, and that person experiences God. Man. Right. Now what? What should we do now? I don't know. Lunch. (laughs) No, you don't want that. Um, actually, yeah, let's get, let's get, can we have some music up? Can we get the guys up for the music? Man, that was awesome today. You know, in what you said, Mason, about being saved, God saving you, you know there's a scripture in the Bible that it says that we're ambassadors for Christ, and it's as though we, we, God's pleading through us to get right. You know, that's what I felt on you today, Mason, was that, that pleading through. You know, God pleads through us, man. And I can tell you right now, God's, God's, God's not going to use us Hey, give us an opportunity and not back us up. God's always going to do that. 